Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House Show. This is where we talk about home improvement every single week. This is the midweek special. This is where we talk about the stuff that, of course, didn't make it into last week's show and isn't going to make it into this weekend show, and man... What a week for me. I'm a Seahawks fan, so it was pretty cool to see us beat the Denver Broncos. Sorry, Denver Broncos fan, but uh, we didn't think that uh, we were going to win this one, or at least I didn't, and I was wrong. So uh, my voice is a little bad today as I'm recording here on uh, Tuesday, so uh, we're just having a great time here, and uh, that was a fun, fun time last night. Well, Talking about fun, I had an amazing time this last week. If you watched on anything on my social media, you saw that I was out with my friends, Keen Utility. Keen Utility in their boots, great stuff. We had a big event here in my hometown here in Portland. A lot of my friends came in, and we had just an absolute great time with Keen. They put us up at a hotel downtown, and I got to make my own boots. Got to go out to uh, Bridgetown Forge and build some blacksmithing. It was awesome. We had such a great time out there and uh, got to spend a lot of time with a lot of good friends. And that was a lot of fun to me. Made some new ones. That was great. Um, People that I have known but never had a chance to spend a lot of time with. Dr. Dex, you've seen him out there. He'll be on the show soon. Sarah Listy, Tool Girls Garage. uh, You'll see her very soon as well as her uh, Murder House Flip television show over on Roku. Jess Crow, Epoxy Queen, her, her husband. That was just a blast. Of course, my friends like Mechanical Hub, Build With Ethan, all these different people out there. I had a lot of fun and uh, just building new friendships. So many more people on that list that I'm not going to put on there, but uh, there's about 20 of us rolling around, and we had an absolute great time. So uh, those are things I really enjoy. It was great to... Uh, collaborate and uh, talk about some new stuff coming up, which is going to make some great shows for you to catch out with some industry experts that are amazing out there. So I can't wait to be doing more with these folks and uh, you'll hear them here right on the podcast and radio show. Now, something else that came out this week, uh, which I'll be putting out a video here soon. Just a quick little video. This was a lot of fun, actually. So Lutron has a brand new uh, Diva Smart Dimmer and a Claro Smart Switch. So we've got some new lighting controls out there that are smart. And uh, I tell you what, this fits into the Caseta portfolio pretty well. You think about the uh, Caseta line, you've got the the smart switches and, and dimmers and all that stuff out there. This is a great system that adds on to your home. If you want to have something that's a little less obvious of what it is, 
it looks like one of the regular dimmer switches. And that's what's cool. You get the regular paddle in the Decora style. It is wonderful. And I just put this into my house, and it works so well. And uh, it's very impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with this. And they've got it in a, a, a really good, smart price point. So not much more than a regular dimmer. You can add this into your house. It matches all the rest of the white dimmers out there without having so many buttons. It makes it very simple. And uh, that's what's pretty cool about this line. So you'll see a video coming up soon on that. And uh, it just adds a great amount of flexibility. So you've got the switch, you've got the dimmer, and uh, you're going to be able to pair that in with any of the remotes, including the, the Pico remote, can work it into a three-way application. So uh, really cool how you can play this all together. And a uh, brand new switch that came out on Monday. A couple of them, they work out really well and uh, having a lot of fun with it. So you can... Uh, Learn more over at uh, Lutron.com, and I'll have a video up talking a little bit about it here in the next day or so. Something to take a peek at. I'll have it up on social media. So pretty impressed. I love it when they expand that line. Went in very easily, and uh, boy, I tell you what, every time with these new switches, they install easier and easier and easier, and uh, that's a lot of fun to me. Well, coming up here next, if you live in Portland, Oregon this weekend, over at Woodcrafters, you better take a look. Jess Stone, my friend, is in talking epoxy this weekend. She's got some classes over there. So if you're lucky enough to be in our Portland area, check that out, and you can follow Jess out there. She's going around the country doing classes on epoxy, and uh, I might even pop over there. There's so much to learn with that. So that's what's exciting. Hey, as you noticed as well, we've got a new show format here. Coming up on Around the House. Caroline's busy. She's doing her stuff. And again, thanks again for Caroline and all her hard work on the show. But what we're going to have is a bunch of different contributors. Caroline is going to be one of them. And that's what's exciting is we're going to have all these people popping in. You'll hear Walt Tamala. You'll hear all these different people rotating through, including some new ones that are experts in their field that are going to come on and kind of rotate through. So you're going to hear a lot of different voices. And that's going to be a little bit of a twist, and it's something that nobody else is doing, so we're going to be breaking some new rules and having some fun here with new people on the show every week, give you a little different flavor. That's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that coming up. We've got some great interviews coming up uh, as well. Well, the subject I wanted to dive in today in this midweek special is ghost designers. What is a ghost designer? A ghost designer is like a ghost writer. There are some designers out there, and this is something that's very interesting. It's not something that you see typically in the contracting world, but you see this as a hidden thing in the designing world. There are designers out there that can't design, but they've hired people that can, that work for them, that do the work for them. I know a designer out there that can't draw, doesn't have a good design eye. Heck, they didn't even finish high school, let alone get into design school, they have literally no design education. Haven't taken a college class or anything, but they hire people to do the work for them. So they'll come out, wave their arms around, say they've got a great plan, take some pictures, maybe even bring the ghost designer out with them, and then they come right back, come up with the plan, and they market it out there to the public and 
This is something that I see out there. We see a little bit of this on like HDTV and some of the shows out there where a lot of people out there will call themselves a designer. And there are some great designers out there. 95% of the industry out there is really good. But kind of like bad contractors, there are bad ones out there that will absolutely blow your mind. And the same thing goes with designers. So you got to be careful looking at designers so you don't get that ghost designer showing up on your job site. And plus, why are you paying the overhead for this big name that doesn't do the job for you? So do your research. Make sure that the people that you're hiring to work on your project with you really have the work and the skill set and that authenticity to be able to take on your project because there are some great designers out there that I absolutely enjoy that have just such a great eye that you're paying for that service and make sure that you've got the right person doing it. Some of the things that I will say that you need to be careful with out there is when the designer shows up, they've got their assistant with them or whoever they are, and that assistant is giving more information than the designer is, or the designer keeps looking over to that assistant going, hey, what do you think? What do you think? What's your opinion? These are all things that can absolutely give you that warning sign that you've got a designer with no skills and they've hired a ghost designer to work for them. So be careful of that. And keep in mind, ask that designer to to toss out a sketch for you. What are you thinking? If they can't see that where they can draw it out, then you have some issues there. So again, something to think about. Watch out for those ghost designers out there. I've seen them more and more just because you can hire somebody out there to do the work and have the skill set that they actually don't have. So there's my tip of the day. Watch out for those ghost designers. Now, coming up on the show this weekend, I'm not going to tell you all that's coming on, but I will say one of the hours we're going to be talking about water in the basement or crawl space or maybe even water in the backyard controlling it. Do you have that marshy backyard? Do you have water leaking into the crawl space? Do you have water in the basement? How do you control that? I'm going to give you those DIY tips so you understand what the best solution is. Whether you're going to do it yourself, you're going to make it a project that you hire a contractor for, this is going to be kind of the one-all, be-all show for controlling water in the basement crawl space, or even that flooded backyard. How do we control it? It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll dive into that. And hour number two is going to be a surprise, but you just wait. I'll probably do an announcement later on this week when we do that show's tease that we do on Thursdays. It'll be something to uh, take a listen to. All right, everybody, we've got some great shows coming up ahead, so stay tuned. Make sure when you're listening to the podcast that you have everything subscribed. We'd love to see some reviews over there. And if you have any questions, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. And I do have a new thing up on Around the House Nation that's really cool. I did put up a thing there at the top of the page in our closed group on Facebook where you can put in some requests for doing stuff on the show. So that way you can sit there and really kind of figure out, hey, I got a question. I can do that. And uh, we'll add that into the show just like the one right now. It was interesting. I had a a thing on there. It was a question, really. And it was a good one. They wanted to hear us talk about hanging pictures and fasteners. So if you put a heavy picture, piece of art, 
or even uh, a, a heavy mirror on the wall. There are different things you can do. Of course, the easy one is to grab studs. Get that nail screw into the studs. I like personally using the picture hangers where you have a hook because it'll do better than hanging on a finish nail, of course, because you've actually got something to hook on. Now, what happens when you don't have a stud? This is where I go into my hollow wall anchors with drywall. And this can be pretty good. My favorite, now these are more destructive, but they work really well. They're the white screw style hollow wall anchor. So you put a Phillips head on the end, you drill it into the drywall, it screws into the drywall with these heavy courses and you have a screw that goes in the inside. Then you can get a, uh, you can hang it on the screw head or you can actually go out and get some screw style hangers that will hold on there. And then you've got something that might hold up to 75, 75 pounds out there. And then you've got something solid. Now those don't work as well, of course, if you've got lath and plaster. So for something like that, you're almost better using a toggle bolt or something like that where you drill the big hole, you pop it through, and you grab it. But anytime you've got lath and plaster, it makes it much more of a headache to hang something because you don't want to have to bow the plaster out or mess with that lath moving. So you have to be much more careful and gentle when you're dealing with that. And those are my kind of my two favorite types of of drywall anchor anchors really is either going into the stud or just going through with that screw style. I don't like the inserts as well. Those are great for concrete and things like that, but for hanging onto a picture, putting that in that screw style white hollow wall anchor that you drill through the drywall and goes in is going to be your best bet on keeping that held together and up on the wall. And if you're in earthquake territory, it's something else to consider too. You want to make sure that you've got it where it's not moving around. So what I've seen done too is you hang the picture up on the wall and there is a little product you can get museum wax or some of the Velcro pieces and you can actually Velcro that bottom to the wall so it doesn't lift. That way, if it's in a high traffic area or if it's in an earthquake area where you're wanting to keep it on the wall, that actually will do a pretty good job of keeping it on the wall because now you've got tension holding it down, you've held it up against the wall, and you have a better chance of that staying around. So that's a nice little trick for any of you that are in earthquake areas where it could be an issue of something flying around. That's my best tip for using uh, hollow wall anchors and keeping that in. And uh, thanks to the request over on Around the House Nation, if you've got your question, make sure and drop it over there at uh, Around the House Nation on Facebook. Just go over there, ask to be in it. It's our closed group, so we keep everything safe and protected for everybody uh, as best as we can. We give a good effort, and we have people always patrolling that, looking for trolls. But you know something? You guys are really good on that page. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. I'll see you on Saturday with a fresh, brand-new show for Hour 1 and Hour 2. And as always, thanks again for listening to Around the House.
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.